you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Welcome, I'm your host, Susan Rosen. This is the first show of my new podcast, Healthy Tips After 50, which I am so excited to be starting. I thought I would start out, though, by telling you a bit about me and how I, as it says in today's title, got thrown into a healthy life. It sounds like I'm trying to be cute, but it really is what happened to me in the late 1980s. When I was 34 years old, that makes me 63 now, in case you're trying to do the math, I grew up in Los Angeles. I moved to Berkeley to go to college, and except for a couple of years back in LA, which I would prefer to forget, never really left the Bay Area again. I remember it was a busy summer and I had developed a really bad case of strep throat and my GP gave me a strong antibiotic. Well, it knocked down the strep throat, but it also screwed up my system. I spent a few months being extremely tired, which is an understatement, falling asleep at my job, feeling bloated and gassy and very, very depressed. I couldn't figure out why or what was causing it. My family always had a history of allergies. All of my brothers and my mom had, and mostly still have, allergies. So the first doctor that I thought of to go to was an allergist, thinking, well, maybe it's an allergy. Luckily, he turned out to be a really good allergist and one who could think outside the box, particularly for that time period. And he was truly interested in my well-being and not just getting another long-term patient. After I went through all of the skin tests and no allergies except dust showed up, he had me do a challenge diet. You're probably familiar with a food challenge diet because they are fairly regular process these days, but I had never actually heard of one or been through one before. What ended up happening was that since we didn't know what was bothering me, we stopped everything except for three or four foods for seven to 10 days. Mostly I remember eating a lot of chicken and white rice. I don't remember what the other couple of foods were, but they were just as bland. But I have to tell you that I started to feel better after only two or three days on the diet. It was just miraculous, which made it very obvious that I was eating something or things that I shouldn't be. After we went through the seven to 10 days, I started actually challenging new foods. So I did one new food every three days and I would do it for three days because an allergy to, especially to food, can appear a couple of days after you start eating it. It's not just an automatic, although with some people it could be automatic with some foods. I kept a diary about what I was challenging and how I felt, it turned out that there were actually quite a few foods that I was allergic or intolerant to. The worst were cow products, wheat, bell peppers, and melons, all of which I still can't eat without some kind of unpleasant reaction. But at that point, I was so 
much into having just one big allergy reaction that there were even other foods that I had a problem with that over the next few months, as my system became healthy again, I was able to start adding some of these foods back into my diet, which I loved. And so what ended up coming out of this was that I had to clean up my diet, which I did. I was very motivated, let me tell you. And to start watching everything and what was in everything that I ate. You'd be amazed how many things are in food, and it's even worse now, especially in prepared food. The other thing that ended up happening was that I started hanging out around health food stores because that was one of the few places I could find wheat and dairy-free products. Health food stores in the 1980s were small little hole-in-the-walls, and they would carry some books, and they would have all of these different kinds of obscure foods and supplements. We're not talking about a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's or something like that who carry organic foods and wheat-free the world was not like that at all. I, I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store now. The other thing that I learned about at that point was about the chemicals and the pesticides that were being used on crops. I learned about vitamins and supplements and particularly enzymes. Enzymes were just, boy, I don't even know how to describe how much they saved my life. It's just... I was able to be around people. It took care of the gas. It was just amazing. The other thing that was difficult to do was to go out to eat because I'd go into a restaurant and I'd say, can you give me that without any wheat, without any bread, without any dairy? And most of the time they would look at me like I was from outer space. And it was very hard for them to come up with meals for me. And so it became very hard for my then now, now husband, but then boyfriend to find places to go out to. And we started finding again, very hippie types of health food restaurants. And those were the places that we frequented. So as I said, I really got thrown into having a healthy life. Now people make it much more of a choice. And I really didn't have a choice. So here I am. It's almost 30 years later. And I'm starting this podcast to share what I've learned over the last 30 years. And I'm still learning about being healthy in today's world. I am very excited to create a community through this podcast of people over 50, although anyone of any age can listen and share and hopefully learn from what we talk about here. I want to be able to have a place where we can help each other by asking and answering questions. As we all know, there's strength in numbers, and I'm hoping that you will all comment on what you like about the show, suggestions for new shows, and questions about any topic that's related to health and wellness so that we all then can learn together to get healthier. I plan on keeping the format fairly flexible. The shows themselves are going to vary in length depending on what kind of show it's about. I thought I would do shows about books that I've been reading, hopefully have some guest interviews, and those would be probably a little bit longer 
than the shows where I'm talking about a specific health topic or question. So I'm thinking that these shows could go anywhere from 10 minutes long to an hour long. And I would really appreciate it if you enjoy the shows, if you would share them with people that you know and help us to increase our community. You can always go over to my website as well and leave a comment there. That's healthytipsafter50.com. There's also going to be a link in the show notes that'll take you to the website. In addition, there's a freebie download that you can get. And I just want to close with saying that I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just somebody who's spent the last 30 years getting healthy, and I'm just sharing what's worked for me. So don't interpret this as any kind of medical advice. That's it for today. I look forward to talking to you again next week when we'll have a new episode of Healthy Tips After 50. See you then. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.